Welcome to self harming. Welcome to self harming. Hey, welcome to self harming. We glad you here today. Another AMA. Ask me anything. Super chat is cool if you wanna pay to play. Like and subscribe, that's what we really appreciate. Let me introduce you to the tear down king. Mike McNutted, ask your questions, he'll answer anything. ATM, you know I don't put them graphics on the screen. Glad you tapped in now, stay tapped in for the team. Everything is posted. Go follow the socials. South Harmon FF tag is it. We get noticed. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Huh? Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Another AMA. Welcome to South Harmon. We glad you here today. Yeah. Buddy, it feels good to be back. Feels oh, so man. good to be back. Doesn't I just it? popped in a fresh zinner. You know, let's go. Let's go. Did you? Good for you, buddy. I would listen. I, I t- I've been it's looking fucked. back at you know reflecting things you want to improve on. I, it's not my thing, so it's not one. Well but I'm I'm amazed sometimes at your ability to multitask in that way. Um, you like that? Yeah, I was. You know, when I would dip, I'd struggle to even just do that at once. So. Um. <laughs> Nah, this is a, I mean, Zen's like a training wheels, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Trying to quit the hard stuff, you know, the old Copenhagen that's had a hold of me since I was about 12. For real? Okay. For reals. Well, good luck with the Zen, man. You got it. I believe in you. I'm trying, man. Yeah. I'm trying. What's going on with everybody? We got, oh, yo, yo, well, check this out. I'm skipping the line here, but Eric Vanek on an AMA. Let's go, man. New year, Let's new Eric. I love this. We we finished up an I'll awesome drink to that alone. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to hear awesome it. America's game, yeah. So it'll be out tomorrow. You guys go check that out. Podcast dropping at midnight. Um, YouTube will be later in the afternoon. But yep, it was a good one. Talked about playoffs. Uh, you know, Dolphins rocking. Old man, here we go. I've kind of lost faith in the Eagles, man. Like I'm just, I'm waiting for the inevitable. I was about to ask you, but that's you've already kind of alluded to. It's I don't think I've seen um, that quick of like a. I don't want to relapse. I don't know if I call it a relapse because they were doing well before, but they just, it's like falling apart all of a sudden. I don't know what the hell's going on. The the wheels had fallen off, man. But it was, uh, I don't know. If you go back and you listen to any of our content or you followed along with us, even when we're we're doing recaps at them and like, you know, they'd win and I'm still like, damn, man, we throw another fucking bubble screen. I'm going to lose my fucking shit. (laughs) Like, what is up with our (laughs) offense? It's fucking horrible. What but up, Dennis? What by. up, Matt Dennis? He says, grab that mic, man. Yeah, you know Let's what go. it is. Johnny Detroit's here. Um, Daniel Walker, absolute check this out. Fucking, absolute fucking heater, though, on America's game. Because we're, we're pre-recording this, right? And we're going mm-hmm. through some uh, coaching changes. And Eric asked me, he was like, is there anybody out there you think uh, you know, might be a surprise? Like, let go. And I was like, um, we kind of went through the list. I go, uh, what about Seattle? You know, Pete Carroll. Like, kind of heard some rumblings he might be done. And then, like, as soon as we're, like, halfway through the fucking show, Aaron goes, Damn. breaking news. <laughs> Pete Carroll's out. I was like, who called it? And See, then we uh, we were talking a little bit about Nick Sirianni, the Eagles. Like, oh, like, if this goes badly in round one, like, I see a scenario where his ass gets canned. And he's like, really? Yeah, bud. And then we get off, and there's that tweet that comes out, you know, from saying that Nick Sirianni's job might be on the line. We got <laughs> a uh... – we're on a heater, boy. Yeah, I was going to say that's a 
I mean, they're not going to do it right now, obviously, but that's that that leaking out basically is telling you they better they better get their act together starting right now, yeah. otherwise it's a wrap. I'm, I'd imagine too, like when you get to that point where it's that much of a turnaround as far as playing so well, so talented, doing what you're doing. I always, uh, from as a guy that played sports, not to that level, but I, I just feel like that there's a lot of signifying factors that see, say the locker room is not is divided. You know, when situations like that tend to happen, it's just. I would say it was man. Like um, Brian Johnson has not been a good offense coordinator, and Nick Sirianni tried to take the heat off him and be like, "This yep. is my offense." You know, like this yep. is well, your offense is shit too, bud. So like, we can put the blame on you defensively they've been a fucking dumpster fire since like week five six they started off great like you couldn't run the football against them and then that went away uh but losing steichen and gannon in the offseason those two coordinators like you you saw when they went to new teams as head coaches how much they meant to those teams right like the the colts were a huge surprise anthony richardson had it turned up and even when he was gone you know gardner Minshew had those boys rolling you know, fighting for playoff spot when you didn't think it was going to happen. Gannon with the Cardinals, we thought that was going to be by far and away the worst team in the NFL, bar none, yep. and uh, didn't end up that way. <laughs> There's a few other teams a lot worse than them, and they had some big-time upsets, right? They beat the Eagles in Philly earlier in the season. They beat the Cowboys, uh, you know, at home. Nuts, absolutely nuts. So shout-out to Gannon and Steichen. Uh, I wish I would have appreciated them more while they're here. <laughs> now I just uh, like, man, be nice to have you guys back, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, <clears throat> I, we'll we'll see what happens. But they um, just, I don't know, the way they've been playing as a whole, they're, they're, the camaraderie, the sideline, everything just feels different, man, about that whole, that yeah. whole team right now. So we'll see what happens. But um, I'm looking Holy forward to checking out that America's game shit. too. What do you got? So I'm in uh, two startups right now going. Um, okay. One's a 14-team best ball. Uh, Adam, Ooh. we talked about on 4D, you know, about uh, quarterbacks and just how bad of a year it was for quarterbacks and stuff. But it was one of those, the quarterback graph is on uh, the warp tool still in 23, head and shoulders above everything else, 14-team, obviously. So uh, I was lucky. I got picked two. Uh, somebody took Mahomes one. I took Josh Allen two. Felt really good about it. C.J. Stroud. Uh, kind of like I've been talking about, went three. But uh, the surprise of the draft, the 101 just went 104. <laughs> that is the surprise of the draft. That's, that's batshit absolutely stupidity. Jalen Hurts on the board, Joe Burrow well, on the board. Well, just think about that, right? Because what in what scenario, Omar, I don't Herbert. care if you want to take Marvin Harrison, if you want to take um, you know, Caleb, Caleb in what scenario, Drake right? Drake, in what scenario is that the one that makes sense? I don't understand it. You yeah. know? Like, even if it is Marv, right? Like, you'd rather have Marv than Jeff, Justin Jefferson? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. Ooh, what do you wild. think? No, no fucking chance. <laughs> no. I'll I slot mean, him in maybe is, is Marv, after Chase if I'm being, right. like, generous. We're, and I think CeeDee Lamb's probably above him pretty solidly, I, I, too. I would say you could put him at, at four, right? But, like, more than yep. that just seems why. Yep. I'm in another one with uh, this is, uh, you know, a bunch of, you know, I know some of these people, but mostly it's, like, random people. I don't know, you know, half mm -hmm. the league. <clears throat> yeah. We're in a uh, shit wars league run by Mr. Wonderful, and that draft's going on as well, too. Uh, <clears throat> he's on the clock. I'm waiting to make my pick. I took the uh, the 12th spot in the third round reversal, so we're seeing what's falling. 
But uh, okay, Dan, Dan has CJ a question Stroud, here. CJ he Stroud says, went third in that league too, man. Shout out shout, to CJ. Shout out to Eric, by the way. He got me cans and cases of uh, this is the summer edition. They're calling the Sea Blue now for the Red Bull. But <laughs> fucking Eric's feeling fueled. You're happy. You're gonna have a heart attack. Oh, I was, these I was gonna tell Bulls. him. I I gave him a appreciate you like it's been clutch. But he's like, did you did you kill a whole case yet? I said, yeah, I just actually polished off the first one. So now what I'm drinking for alcohol purposes or bourbon purposes, right here in the South Harmon glass. Go get you one. Um, it's it's also a bottle that's empty now. The Woodford Reserve. So um, let's go, bud. Yeah, I might have to head back to the bar and get something new here in a sec. But um, hopefully, yeah, I'll be it's able gonna to be interesting. Hook you up here. What's that? Oh, really? The little really? Blom Brothers come to the expo. Yeah. I remember you were telling me, uh, we talked about this a couple of AMAs ago. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yep. I'm, I'm going to go uh, do some uh, scouting next weekend. I'll be staying in Galena, you know, for the weekend. So uh, okay. I'll do a little scouting ahead, all right, and I'll let you know how it is. I love it. I love it. I'm already, I mean, you, you're going to have a hard time getting me to say no to bourbon, period. Obviously, there's levels to it. but Especially um, free bourbon. Yeah, free and new. Um, sign me up, buddy. I'm in. I am in. Uh, I, I will say no to free vodka if it's hot, Hawkeye. Really? You wouldn't do yeah. it? No, not even, not, you wouldn't even shoot it? You wouldn't even not, like shoot it? Man. Is it the not after man. effects or the taste? Like, it's, like does it give you a hangover heart worse? I'd rather go drink gasoline out of my Mustang. Well, that's, I mean... There's that's exaggerations, and then there's that, and then there's that being honest. So that's that's wild. actually truth. <laughs> Jeez, I would rather I think, drink gasoline. Yeah, I, I could, I could rather stomach the ethanol content <laughs> of the fuel that I use to power my vehicle. Interesting. Maybe that's some special gas you got put in that Mustang. You know, um, it's go fast juice. That's true. It is go fast juice. Um, so you got a 14 team, and you're in a 12 team, right? Two best yeah, balls? Just normal tilt. Yep, best nice. balls. Start up season. Got to spend all those winnings, right? That league safe account gets pretty big at this I was going to say, you, year, you, so you, you I'm make sure it you, smaller got, you got a lot purposes. of winnings to play, right? You got. We don't want to withdraw them. I don't want the IRS knocking on my door. Hey, <laughs> we need our cut too. Fuck you. You didn't build a championship squad. Fuck out of my. <laughs> what's what's the play? Like, let's, let's, let's play this out long term. Like, let's say you really stack up leagues again this year let's say you go from what were you at 28 best balls right yeah yep. and you go to i don't know what are you 45 50 yeah, it's probably gonna be there all right so let's let's just play this out okay so let's yep. say you go to 45 let's say you know you got the process handled you end up doing the exact same type thing this year so you end up winning 10, 10 championships next year. i was gonna say 10 to 15 right yep now your problem is again with this whole thing what do you do then? Do you just keep where, like? Where does it end? <laughs> well, n- eventually, l- let's even say I was going to say we can keep playing the game. Like, now it's let's say it's a hundred leagues the following year. Eventually, you're going to have a pile of money, and what are you going like? You're going to for the rest of time just keep having this so, money sit out so there. How do you eventually is, get out of it? Well, my plan is then I I start a church, the Church of McNutt, <laughs> and then I'll be the beneficiary, right, and the the, the major donor to the church. Oh my goodness. 2024 is starting off absolutely um i so, guess i would say off the rails mr wonderful has it as fire I, I love all of this man this is fantastic wow i missed y'all in two weeks we were oh, yeah. uh, off of ama so it's good to be back bud <clears throat> this is uh this has been a long time coming i've been waiting i've actually mike been waiting on this one since we missed like i told you i needed that week i just wanted to really reset the battery you know recharge the batteries and it was since thursday i'm like damn man like i yeah. really 
really wish we would have already done it yesterday, and I've been waiting for this for a minute. I, I've been I've been urging, right? Uh, so we haven't had recap because who the fuck's recap in week eighteen? No one gives a shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no AMA. Yep. Uh, so last Saturday I hopped on with uh, with Josh Hudson on Club Fantasy. Right, they had a mm-hmm. bunch of people on Faith, a uh, bunch of people on throughout the day airing of grievances. I had to put the shades on, man. Like I, I had worn the shades in a few weeks. I needed. Well, the to. crazy, the crazy part was I, I I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody just yet, but I had an interview at that point, and I saw the thing come up, but I wasn't able to tap in, and I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm even missing this. So, um, I'm I've been itching. I think though the good news is when you have that itch to get back here, that's a good thing. You can recreate that in any capacity. Like hell yeah, let's get back hell to yeah. AMA. So let's, we got a bunch uh, of questions. Reflecting real quick before I hit all these questions. Reflecting. Yeah. What do you got? Talk to me. I know we already hit our misses. Um, don't want to really recap, you know, speaking of not having to recap, we don't want to necessarily recap that show, but I just want people to think about it a little further. Like before we get to 24, because everyone's immediately going to say, let's go to 24. Let's talk about rookies. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm, don't get me wrong. We've been excited about these. I've been making holograms for these rookies. I've been, we've right. been looking forward to them, but I think a key to make sure before you go into 24 and before you start ramping up these and doing more startups is, you know, at least examine what happened in 23, good, bad, or ugly, and, you know, think about it so you can be better in 24. I, for me, like, the biggest recap that I have of it is just how wild the NFL is as a whole. From, And that's going to trickle down to fantasy, dynasty, anything that you do related to it. But even as a fan, it was uh, it was absolutely insane, right? Uh, you just look Still at where we are right I now. Think. Yeah. <laughs> you look at where we are right now. Uh, the Rams, we talked about it when we were on the draft stream when we were doing it on Destination Devi, right? Like how the Rams were definitely going to be tanking. Here they are in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Matt Stafford going to Detroit to play a playoff game, right? Detroit having a home playoff game. <laughs> think about that. Nuts. Yeah, I know. Dolphins in the playoffs playing the Chiefs. Uh, the Bills. Halfway through the season, look like ass, and we're wondering if they're even going to be able to make the playoffs. I mean, I know Fizzle won't want to talk about it, but Detroit could be having not just a home playoff game, but you know, two. Yeah, there you go. Um, anyway, <laughs> I, I like that more Fizzle, but no. Nah, that yeah, that, speaking of craziness, I mean that that was insane. Um, there, uh, quarterbacks, the injuries all over. The, the injuries place. were nuts this year. And somehow still less starting quarterbacks than uh, last year, 22. Well, because – I think this there were 68 <clears throat> last year, and there were 66 different starting quarterbacks this year. Well, Close. that's what I was, was going to say, actually. With the crazy part about it was, Mike, not only that, but this year you had a lot of the backups. Like, So what typically will happen is, even with less injuries, the backup will f- fall flat on his face at some point, right? not do very well so then you go to a some other option that happened a few times Tommy DeVito happened for him right like there was scenarios but there's Jake Browning's playing well I mean the Browns eventually land on Joe Flacco who's been retired and is balling like there was a lot of guys that stepped into roles this year on top of the injuries that actually played pretty damn well relative to what we saw from quarterback play this year so the Packers being better with Jordan Love than with Aaron Rodgers who had um, that on the bingo card? I, Jordan Love, not it, he would have had to do some. He would have had to. I don't even know if he would have played how he how he was at least the first three five games, whatever it was, throughout the whole year. He he still would have been better than Rogers. Rogers was missed the whole damn year. You know. How about from a fantasy perspective, the uh, re- reemergence <laughs> at least of running back showing that if you had the right ones, 
you dominated your leagues. <laughs> you absolutely dog walked people <laughs> left and right, right? Well, in the, maybe in, maybe you drafted CMC and picked Kyron up off of waivers, and all of a sudden you're like, "Yep, kiss my ass, everybody." <laughs> I'm walking away with this league. Imagine, imagine you had Mostert all year, you know? Like, oh boy. And yep. I, I think to that point, though, um, because of of that, what you're talking about, kind of all of it, wrapping it up. I remember in the off season when warp was, you know, uh, becoming a big thing, and we're talking mind warp, and we're talking about where the game's gonna go. One of the things, though, that I am I love that it's true. Everything you're talking about here, with the variance being just so crazily high, um, from which players hit, which ones don't hit. How many guys this year, Mike? I think what's crazy when you look at the warp specifically, they're they got you to the playoffs and they were making you probably have a buy. Guys like Tyree Kill, um, the first half Travis Kelsey's, you know. But the, a lot of the guys that got you to the playoffs or were like absolute star studded all year. They weren't the ones that won you the playoffs necessarily. There was some. I, obviously, CMC was great and stuff, but the top warp guys weren't necessarily the top season warp guys in the playoffs too. So that makes it even crazier, right? Yeah. All right. I'm on the clock officially. Oh, oh okay. Hold on. Oh, actually, yeah, this is a comment here. Yeah, you're on the clock. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Let's go. Right, what are we doing? Me. I'm back to back. Back to back picks here. So what is uh, what number are you at? 12. 12 in the 201. Okay, so 12 and 13. Who's yep. on the cl- who's on the board? What, what's your thoughts? Uh, Jamar Chase, the rookie 102, and the rookie 103. I mean, Jamar Chase is at 112 is crazy. No? What's the yeah, scoring? Right. I mean, is it, is, it, is it even reasonable that he should be there at that point? Yeah. I mean, uh, everything's okay. pretty, pretty in line here. Yeah, running backs are a little bit better than uh, wide receivers as far as warp goes. Quarterbacks are just, you know, holding on barely above running backs obviously the elite ones are you know still an advantage but what quarterbacks are left uh t-law because like the reason i say that i think we should at least talk about it because the 102 is i mean you know i don't know if it's going to be marv or not at that 101 spot if it's if it's 102 and marv was there you take chase and marv and you got two wide receivers no quarterbacks if you do take 102 though you're talking a rookie quarterback probably right Mm -hmm. or the guys that are on the board so i think that's why i at least hit on what quarterbacks are there t law would be your top option yeah t law deck i guess if you want to throw him in there i really was kind of hoping for the uh the deck cd start right Mm. just double stack him cd went ahead of chase okay fizzle's got to be ecstatic man You've been he's, talking he's about doing, this all time. Um, doing backflips. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm already hitting. Someone says this easy, uh, Jamar 112. I think like you could almost just do that first. Um, let's just knock that thing out Done. of the park. Yeah, Done I, don't, I don't think you can get away from that at this point. Um, all right, so now, Mike, you got, I think you have to have the next discussion of are, do you want a skill player? Do you want a cha- Do you want the chance of getting Marvin Harrison Jr. at 102? Or – do you just take a quarterback regardless here? Uh, 102 is going to be your quarterback. I mean, if you wanted to have Marvin uh, Harrison, you could if it was there. Or it's either going to be Drake May for you or for Caleb Williams. Like, you're locked in at 102. So 102 yeah. kind of gives you some flexibility, but it's based on what someone else does next draft. Yep. I think uh, for me, right off the jumps out of me is the 102. Okay. Right? If they end up going Marv at 101, good for them. Your pick of quarterback? Yep, my pick of quarterback. If they don't go – 
Marv, and then I, you know, my start of the draft is Jamar Chase, Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. <laughs> and uh, you're not locked into a direction. You know, I may or may not have quarterbacks later, but the only we'll yeah, I was gonna say the only the only the only thing with that, I'd love the flexibility. By the way, I'm not, and this isn't necessarily even a bad thing. I'm just kind of talking things out, uh, things you can think about when you're doing a startup. You won't know until whenever you do your rookie draft, um, right? When, like, what your quarterback number is possibly, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you took, let's say you ended up getting Marv there, and you had one or two quarterbacks you feel great about now, like, that's the on, that's the only thing I think that I would be thinking. And I'm not saying you can't do that or you can't have that be a strategy, but something to plan for. You may not have your real quarterback number right lined up right away. You know what I mean? Right. You can always try to go trade for some later too, as well, right? For sure, and you got literally all of off season. You have well, yeah. I mean, you have tons <laughs> of it. But the thing, the thing is, in a first year startup, just to think about, a lot of times, like you've seen it, people get so after their startup, like locked into their direction, that you only have a few buyer or a few sellers of like a quarterback per se, right? They're like, no, I'm, I don't, yeah. don't want to do that. So just this is just something to think about. I think the one hundred two would be the play I probably go with. Um, it depends how you feel about tr- Trevor Lawrence. I I think so, honestly. Like if you if you're worried about Trevor Lawrence at all, I would definitely take 102. If you're more of a Trevor Lawrence stand or believer, I think that's a perfectly fine play too. There we go. Justin Tucker it is the 102 baby. Bam. Okay. Look at that. Right. You got just just so you know, everyone listening, 24. You get excited. <laughs> two two of the two of the <laughs> of the first 13 picks in a startup are the 101 and 102. So yeah. Really high, really, really high startup values right now. Or if you're in that other draft, apparently that 101 goes up to 104. Like, no thanks. <laughs> but, but well, I mean, it's just only it's only speaking to the point, like, uh, of how crazy valuable these picks are going to get. This is freaking January, dude. Yeah. Right. Yep. People are already uh, people are already going ballistic for them. <clears throat> exactly. Love All it. Right. Let's get into questions, man. Um, Let's do it. I was just going to say that the only thing was the variance, uh, last point about reflecting, it, it was awesome. The, it is crazy. It's so hard to predict. But, like, when you talk about warp in the game becoming, like, in a way, some, there was there was rumors out there of it maybe being automated in a way. Like, will people want to just use, you know, warp or different type of tools that are going to develop to run their team? Hmm. And you look at this variance, and I think that's what makes it so clear and obvious is no. Like, <laughs> that's not ever going to be how it works. It's It's – there, the variance is so high that I think it makes it amazing because it, it's going to keep, you know, even if you have the most sound process in the world, it's going to humble you at times. It's just cra- look at how this this year went, dude. I think it's actually better for those kind of tools in the long run too. I because, agree. Uh, I agree. You're gonna like warp was was very successful uh, this year. Right? Huge. Like I watched a lot of teams that Cooper Huge. just drafted straight off of warp. Right. He was absolutely. Like, I don't give a, like, and Cooper, by the way. Koopa had Koopa struggled last year a little bit, not in in actually capturing titles. Um, he, we he and I talked about this and how the warp tool and having it like across different leagues. I, I watched him a couple times, Mike, this year in startups we did. Like, I'm not going to say guaranteed from the beginning get a title, but put himself in the driver's seat from start to finish in leagues because of warp sure. and the way he drafted. Right. I think he did a, a great job of utilizing it. I utilized it for his championships. <clears throat> now. Because, like you said, variance is so all over the place. It's not a guarantee, um, but you just increased your odds, right? Oh, you big maybe time. went from yeah. a, 
even if you were really good, right, strategy-wise, drafting, like, at best, maybe 50-50 if you wanted to do it. Maybe you move that up to, like, 60%, like, success rate of actually winning some money <laughs> at the end of the year. And if that's kind of the, the direction you want to go or on your portfolio, geez, that's a massive hit. But why I say it's good for us that there is so much variance is the fact that some people are going to look at it and they're going to go, like, I did one league off a of warp and it fucking failed me and this guy was ass, you know, like maybe they misused it, maybe whatever. Or maybe they even used it correctly, but variance bit him in the ass. And like those are the people who are like, I'm just going back to drafting guys I like. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> like, good. More for the rest of us. <laughs> I I love it. I think too one thing to think about, especially for me, I I put a whole podcast out about it. Like, think about how you play the game. You know, every year, as more strategies and tools come out. When before you do make decisions, like think about is this actually something you're going to implement? Are you going to go? Why use warp um, to to do a whole draft startup if you're going to end up making moves to constantly get the players you want at the end of the day, right? Like make sure you're not yeah. basically handicapping yourself with the way you play the game. So be honest about that. Let's get into questions, man. Let's get into AMA questions, right? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know if you saw that by the way, Trip Crown. I had to at least highlight that. Um, he said that. Bro, I had a question all week, and now I forget. So don't worry, buddy. We'll be here for a little bit, okay? You can, If you think about it, know, we're, know we're here, and if you don't, just give us a different He got too busy to trying to troll me. That's what That was his problem. Well, right. I think like that's something that's happened. Only one side of his brain can, can function at one time. It's something I think that's happened to a lot of people. You know, you got to be a unique <laughs> unique person um, to troll McNutted, you know? You got to be able to handle handle your liquor, you know? But um, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, 12 handle team. 12, exactly. Yeah, you got to be able to you got to be able to think on your feet and you got to be able to handle what's coming at you. I don't right. know if you saw like there was a there's this I'm, I'm off the off the rails topic wise already. There's a there's this guy, this uh shorter white kid with long hair. He's like claimed the best shooter in like the world, right? He's got all these world records and he went to on set with those guys like Kenny Smith and Charles and Shaq. I don't know if you ever saw this, Mike, but they get him on there and they have his kid beat Shaq in a free throw contest, which is like, I mean, come on. That's yeah, <laughs> Jack in a free throw contest. Basically, if you can shoot at all, you're going to do that. But then they have 60% Kenny. percent fucking shooter. Yeah. He's out there clanking, you know. <laughs> but then they have uh, Kenny. Meanwhile, this whole thing, like, kind of stage where Kenny's like, all right, now we're going to do a three-point shooting contest from NBA range. And um, the, the guy ends up not being prepped for it, misses all three of them, and they're talking. They're yapping at him, right? You got Shaq and Charles yapping at him just in his head. That's like what it is when you talk shit to McNutted. It's not just in a vacuum, like – People start coming at you. Mike starts making you freak out, sweat a little bit. It's just, I've seen it. It's gone wrong a lot of times, even if you think you're elite. So just when you step in that ring, be ready. Um, Be ready. 12-team Superflex start 10 PPR. Tight end premiums 1.5. Lineup. Okay. Get London 108 for Gibbs. Mm. Other running backs are Taylor, Kyron, Warren, Pollard. Wide receivers are Puka, Ayuk, T. Debo. Won the league but have no 24 firsts thoughts mm. I think mm. I do that I think I go process here and take the two even I start 10 uh, I, I'm we're all hopeful and I think we're all feeling a little better about the situation in Atlanta at least yep. to a degree <laughs> maybe not like you know they don't know what their quarterback situation is there's things to figure out but I, I'm already feeling better about it now with London when I look at your receiving corpse it's solid but there's no way you can tell me that you couldn't add London to this and still feel great about it. Plus, 108 sure. is a great is a great player in this class. So I think you end up having still Jonathan Taylor, Kyron Williams in a good running back room. 
and you basically make your receiving room awesome after this trade. So I, I think this is yep. a perfect way to make your uh, title run keep going. I'm with you. I, uh, I take the two for one. I love Gibbs, but I'll go to London in the 108s and go with the two for one. I'm yep. I'm with you, and that's where man, it's crazy. I, I remember during the season, uh, I had a I got a Gibbs trade, Mike. I forget this all the specifics, but it was not quite two first, but close. And that's where like you know two first is so hard because you you look in the summer and twenty four, and you're like, man, did I really want to give up two two twenty four first for Gibbs? And I think it's very easy to make the case you'd rather have the picks right now. Twelve team. Oh, pulled that off wrong. See, we're a little out of practice here. Twelve team superflex PPR start nine. Complete rebuilding team. Got Burrow, Alave, Waddle, Hollywood, Brown as reasonable assets. Got the 101 and the 110. Would you trade Waddle and the 110 for the 103? I, I, t- here's the thing. Can I, I'll be honest. David Sharkey, I need to know really like what your depth situation is and what your pick situations are to answer this question personally. Um, not even that Waddle and the 110 for the 103 isn't a good move, but if I have a complete rebuilding team, consolidation – too early ends up being antithetical because you have to split it up to make your team deep enough. So I, I I think I don't have, I think this is incomplete. I need more information, Mike. Just with what I have though, I'd say no, because I'm not going to (laughs) consolidate if I'm in a rebuild like this. There you go. And and that's, that's fair. Cause it's, if you have enough depth, I could make it in a rebuild. Like what I mean by that is if you have enough, uh, probably picks or young assets that you haven't listed here, I'm fine with this. I'm okay with it. But if you're in more of a start of a rebuild and these are the primary pieces, there's no way in the world I would do it. I know it seems and crazy, is, but I need to I need to split assets up. And this is playing like full boat for the 103, and we're doing it in January. Right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, the 103 is one of those assets right now that is extremely valuable, but I just don't want to give up one, 110 and Waddle to do that right now. Yeah, pass. Pass yep. for me. Yep. Don't want to consolidate. All right, let's get to the next one. Uh, one out of two, Dan Edwards, 12-team Superflex, 1.5, tight end premium, PPR start 10, rebuild mode. I currently hold the 102, the 108, and the 111. Quarterbacks are A. Rich, O'Connell, Lance, Cunningham, Sean Clifford. So A. Rich and O'Connell, <laughs> and we'll see um, about everybody else. By the way, America's Game uh, a couple weeks ago uh, was a nice, you know, some nice rebuilding, or not rebuilding, but backup quarterback discussion between Mike and Eric, pretty good. Judy Pickens, Addison, QJ, Mingo, Slayton, Hardy. You're definitely in rebuild mode. Let's see what what question two is here. And Palmer, should I trade the 102 and Judy for the 105, 107, and Drake London? I say probably yes, Mike. What do you say? Yeah, you need assets all over the place. Because I, I look at this as you're getting three legit pieces for yep. Drake London, and I'm in almost any format, like completely fine moving off of Judy, let alone a start 10. So I'm 100%. Yep. Do- I think I'm 100% doing this actually. To be honest. Yep. Yeah, there you go. You even take the the Drake London part out, right? Like when <clears> I <throat> trade the 102 and Judy for the five and seven, I think I probably would. Yeah, I think I. To Mike's point, I think if I if I knew that was what it was going to take to get it done, I would do it. But I would be trying to push for more, right? Because you're letting someone come up to 102, and there's time for that Correct. pick to build. But th- when it's this already on the table, I don't have to wait. This is a smash, man, I think, personally. They're going to th- they're gonna throw Drake London in as the piece. <laughs> okay. Drake, but wait, <laughs> I get to swap Drake London and Judy? Oh. Easy. You know, you could play it up like, I don't know, maybe let me think about it, but smash that thing. Do <laughs> not let – third? Yeah. You, you want to toy with them, go ahead. Do, but do, whatever you do, do not let this 
get away. Mike, I'm not going to put out the details because it was shithead on shithead crime, but I had someone send me a DM and it was funny because I don't know if you've ever had this happen where then you respond to the DM on Discord and they're gone. So like you can see the actual start of the comment, but then you open, it's gone. So it's a deleted comment, right? I'm not going to air out any names, so don't worry. Um, whoever you are, you know who it is. So I get in there, I'm like, hey, did you delete a comment? He's like, yeah, da, da, da. I fumbled the bag. And I was like, I'll say it ain't so. What happened? He's like, I should have pulled the ATM, and I didn't. So, you know, he had a deal on the table that was very much considering doing, and he yes. tried to sneak that third in, and all of a sudden those cold feet came, and the deal was off the table. And I'm like, say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. That's what happens, man. But you got to learn sometimes, right? Like, that's where that, that's honestly where it was started for why I even had that thing. I had a couple times where people got cold feet, and you're like, oh, shit, why didn't I just take that first trade? All right. Was that Liebert? No. Um, I, will t- I will answer no. Um, and obviously, if you kept guessing, I'd probably end up confirming yes without saying it but it wasn't Burt. 10 team superflex so mike's favorite 10 team superflex 1.5 tight end premium ppr start 12 hmm. interesting 10 team but starting that many all right so have mahomes herbert a rich 101 send herbert for Bijan mcbride gino yes in a 10 team yeah, i'm doing that because yeah, you still have you still it's 10 team one the scarcity of quarterbacks isn't as high but you, and you still have uh mahomes and a rich I'll be honest, in 10-team, at that one-on-one, I'm not taking the QB either. I'm riding with Mahomes, and I'm riding with A-Rich, and I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. I have Bijan Robinson, and you are in a great position, Sammy S. Do it. And we'll see if uh, Gino retains his job, uh, you know, for 24. But, you know, it's a less than 0% chance that he's, you know, going to be there and starting the whole year. So I think Gino, too, is a uh, kind of a ticking time bomb. Like, even if he's a starter somewhere yeah. this year, it's we know that's not a – for Long everything term. yeah exactly but in a 10 team if i got Mahomes and a rich like i'm okay with gino as my qb3 pivot for sure that, that's a, that is a good point that's a fair point point. and mcbride i think in a um tight end premium league is a guy that i would be one excited for and two if you want to live the a warp life you can get a pretty nice haul for mcbride yeah so. how could you not be excited about the tight end two in dynasty i said it I said what i said I don't know if you've seen it. I'm on 100% agreement with you, man. I'm 100% in agreement with you. I don't really think it's all that close. I know people are going to push back. but fuck, man. Now what? Oh, <laughs> the startup again? Yeah, just uh, this 14-teamer is wild, man. Jalen Hurts lasted to the 106. Oh, Fizzle's out here talking his nice little shit. He is. I'm happy for you, Fizzle. Though. I am happy for you, man. You know. <laughs> He's, he's happy about a one-spot movement. God damn. You know, it's, it's the small things in life, Mike. You know, It's the little things. You know. <laughs> he went out on a limb on that one, didn't he? I mean, I will say there was – he did at least go out a little bit on a limb because it was so – you know, these two were different. But I'm not going to say it was like – it wasn't like people didn't have him three or four all along. But, you know. <laughs> I get it, buddy. I think the community he was right. He was he was right, man. And oh, no, he's up to two. I take that back. I was gonna say the community. I think is actually two. starting to get more to. He's at two now. Uh, he played so damn well at the end. Yeah, still uh, pretty far behind uh, old Justin Jefferson though. For whatever reason, they're <clears> a lot closer than how Keep Trade got. I know it took a while. For sure. I know it took a while, Mike. But I told you he's gonna come back with bad quarterback play by the way. Yeah. And I'll tell you what was crazy. I was like, all right, Mike's going to basically try to default to, oh, see, he got, he took that shot. 
I, after he took that shot the first game back, I'm like, okay, he, he's about to hang these things up. He came back and played again. So interesting. Uh, I, he's going to fucking shatter that wide receiver contract. I can't imagine it's going to be anything close when they he goes to get Th- his bag, man. 30 mil? 35 mil? I think it's going to get – I think the thing that's going to make it tough to end up happening is he's going to be arguing like damn near quarterback money, right? Like – and mm-hmm. I think they probably settle in that thirty-two to thirty-five range if I had to bet on it. But let's see. It'll be interesting it. to see how much that, as great as he is, and I think he's fucking phenomenal in the NFL. It, can you actually afford to have a, a wide receiver making you know that percentage of the cap? <laughs> Listen, I didn't think the fucking Chargers could afford to pay Mike Williams twenty million a year for his dog shit ass, but they sure did. <laughs> well, so. not well, but here's the difference though, Mike. They, they did and. Look at look at what they got. Um, not a lot to show <laughs> for it, right? Yeah, as far as wins. What I mean is not that you can't pay him that. You absolutely could. I just mean is 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 it sustainable to have a guy pay, making that much and win games? Right. right. All right. I got one. Oh wait, here, hold on. I'm I'm on, I'm skipping Trip Crown after he forgot. He remembered. Oh, let's go. I remember my question. He says strategy question. At what point do we stop trading some boring guys like Dak for value and just accept they will be a, Q, a QB one and not risk it with rookies? I think, Mike, this is a conversation that I've – I think we probably are in agreement with. I don't really necessarily know for sure. You said you, you were having him in consideration at that spot there um, yeah. at the turn. So, for me, I think we've already been on record more so with, like, Tyreek Hill is this way for us, right? Um, there's other guys that are – that I would rather – I Travis Kelsey was this way, although he burnt you this year, right? Like – there are certain guys I think as they get older and the community is not going to let the value ascension happen that I'm going to hold because unless somebody ends up paying ridiculous prices, which is that's league dependent, but by and large, I'm just going to be holding and know that until Dak Prescott's, you know, <laughs> not playing for the Cowboys and something drastically changes. I just, I lock him in as a value kind of, you know, relative to what his value is in dynasty. If that makes sense, his production value. It's not really, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say accept that to be QB1. I accept that there's a lot of assets out there that are unsexy assets. And even mm-hmm. if people don't really want to value them properly, uh, depending on my situation, they need to go regardless, right? We talk about this all the time. Now, if I'm competing or trying to compete or even trying to play the, the middle of the road variance game and sneak in the playoffs and see what the fuck happens in a lineup league, I'm probably not moving those guys. But if I'm, you're telling me I'm sitting here like, hey, you need to rebuild. Your team's probably god-awful. <laughs> it's done. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that people don't value Dak correctly. I got to play with the, what the market gives me, and I'm still going to move Dak. Like, I'm not just going to go, oh, well, nobody give me exactly what I want, a QB1. Tough shit. Like, that's the life. Like, you got to move off of them anyway. <laughs> like, you just got to go. That's how, <laughs> okay. that's how Dynasty gets played. He actually has, a, like, a uh, kind of a – the follow-up to the question he's really asking like i know i should trade Dak for the 103 value wise but does it does it make sense to do that or am i overreacting so he's saying does it make sense to just hold Dak, um knowing you could get drake may essentially if you're competing or trying to compete i would rather have Dak than the 103 correct so so this okay but here's here's i think where mike it'll be interesting to see in your startup where 103 goes because the, the conversation for this trip crown just is just about good, 112. Where did we go? Where did 103 go? 
Well, I mean, it just about went. Oh, you right? almost like, took it at twelve, and uh, you almost took just one hundred two and one hundred three, right? If Chase, if Chase and, and Lamb were gone, like that's where I was heading. Okay, but well, because because we're just see, gonna double tap them. Here is the reason why I say um, it's a good conversation because this is again knowing your process and how you play the game. I think is a big way to answer this because if you're not a if you're not a volume trader, right, or at least somebody that's going to volume shop. Mm-hmm. I want to just hold Dak Prescott because I know come season time, I'd rather have that player. If you are someone that like makes a lot of moves and is a volume trader, the value wise thing comes into the conversation trip crown, because now let's say if you go from Dak to the one Oh three and you have that one Oh three and you know, you can combine something to it and get yourself into elite elite territory. That's where I think you have to really talk about the process of how you play. That's the reason why Mike and I at certain times might take the one Oh three in this trade is because the value's higher, and even on a contender, we think we can do X, Y, and Z after this trade, right? But I think you have to you have to be honest with yourself about it. If you are someone that's not going to end up shopping at 103, you're going to likely get stuck with Drake May, and that's what you're going to have going into the season, yeah. and you can hold Dak, right? I think that's the reality for me. Like what, your, what, like what your pivots are. Like for me, this is just me personally. Mm. Say I had Dak. Somebody offered me the 103, but I kind of have a good feeling that in the next eight months I could probably trade that 103 for a Tua type plus. And then I look at it and I go, Tua, Dak, what's the difference between the two? Which would I rather have? Eh, toss up, you know, maybe Dak. I'd rather have a little bit more than Tua. But that plus is going to mean so much more to me than, than anything, right? The same kind of tier. If that's the kind of move I can foresee or I can, like, plan for in the next few months, fuck, i trade Dak for the 103 right now. Well, that, even though it, I may be competing, exactly. That's why this is very. This, that's why I think this is a very good question, and kind of I, I think highlighting the deeper levels of it is, is such a big key. Because one, to what you just said, right? If you want to, you have tear down options possibly better at the one hundred three. You also have. I would be doing like you know one of the things I'll talk about later on, like in the um, highly detailed. So as you go through your league, if you're able to do this and really look at the teams, and you can say to yourself, "Man, this team has Jalen Hurts and is needing to rebuild." Like you could offer 103 and something, all of a sudden you can take Dak and get to you know, that now. next god yeah. tier type right. thing, right? So that that's sure. where I think you have to be honest with yourself about the way you play, look at your leagues, and then your, your league mates, I should say, and figure out which one you want. But if you're if you're the, more conservative, Dak is the play. The only thing I will say too, like when we talk like 103 versus Dak or pick value versus Dak, <coughs> the one that's the most insulated as far as value, is always going to be the pick, right? As yes. much as we like Dak. Now, I don't want to see it happen. I have a lot of teams with Dak, right? Got a lot of Dak Prescott out there, and, and I want everybody to be healthy playing football. But what if he were to suffer a catastrophic injury in the playoffs? Like, what if that happens? Where's his value go, right? You're talking about a significant knee injury in January, right? Maybe a really bad you know, shoulder injury or something like that, that prohibits him from throwing the football, right? Like, this is what we're talking about. That 103 ain't getting injured, right? right. It's not going to lose value between now and the draft. Just going to go up. Dak Prescott, while he's a good player, we like him. But you always run the risk, like, of something bad happening, right? Man, we got uh, we got some good stuff to get to here, buddy. Uh, by the way, this was a good, it was a good conversation. Matt Dennis says, yo, yo, hit the like button. 43 peeps in here, only 21 likes. Come on, shitheads. We're at 50 and 22. Speaking of 50, uh, we got Red Eye Jedi, who's been constantly hating and, you know, 
doing his thing. Oof, only 42 listeners. The constant bad Brock Purdy takes are taking a hole in the listenership. Well, there's that, or there's the fact <laughs> yeah, that a lot of people, a lot of people right now, Red Eye, they, they, um, well, he tunes in, but he's saying everybody else. Now, I'll tell you that there's a reality of, Mike and I took some time off from doing content. I can tell you there's a lot of uh, content consumption fatigue this time of year, and there's people looking to just take the little time off too. So, or, <laughs> or, or, or there's Mike killed our Mike might have killed our entire brand with Brock Purdy. Oh too. no! There's also that. Speaking of which, the reason I wanted to put that one up because it goes to a very good B Dags. What are you guys' thoughts on QB range from five to fifteen in a dynasty startup? Guys like Herbert, A. Rich, T. Law, Purdy. That that that. He meant that as like fifteen, right? Well, yeah, but he made sure to put it in there as you know. I get you. You gotta wedge him in wherever you can. What do you got, buddy? Uh, it's kind of a scary range, ain't it? Right? A lot of question marks with it. And I know Eric kind of brought up a good point with uh, the Herbert. Like, I wasn't really looking at this one too objectively. Mm-hmm. The situation in L.A. is kind of bad, right? Mm-hmm. They, uh, they're they kind of in a little bit of cap trouble. Staley ran that fucking thing into the ground. Uh, weapons-wise, right? You miss on QJ. Keenan Allen's 97 years old, and Mike Williams is dog shit. Probably a cut candidate just because of cap problems, right? Uh, yep. Offensive line didn't play well. They couldn't run block for shit. Austin Eckler's out the door. Their defense is aging and gross. Um, I guess what you're really hoping for is whatever coach comes in. Like, they just tear this thing to the fucking ground, and it's kind of <laughs> we're going to throw the ball 40, 45 times a game, right? So for fantasy points, comes up <laughs> just out of a sheer volume and need. But the overall situation for Justin Herbert doesn't look that great, at least for 24. Now, long-term in Dynasty, you pr- Justin Herbert's talented as fuck. <laughs> You're going to want him. Uh, A-Rich, like, he also falls in that range. you got a lot of question marks in this range from, like, this, these quarterbacks, right? And then yeah. you got a good crop of rookies coming in, at least, you know, the top three for sure, right? People will be excited about Daniels, Drake May, Caleb Williams for sure. Mm-hmm. Going to push a lot of these guys down. Um, yeah, it's kind of a scary range to be drafted in, like, which one you're going to – Plant well, your flag on. Well, I I think I think the reality though is for me the way that I, we talked about on 4D Mike, which will drop Friday, um, that there's a potential for I think the quarterback position as a whole to bounce back a little bit and warp. Now, while that is the case, I think there's also the reality of this off season is going to lend to um, quarterbacks falling a lot in startups relative to what we saw in the 23 off season, right? Yeah. So. To me, the answer is like the way I just think about things in startups this year, in a dynasty startup, I think this is 100,000% dependent on where I'm getting the guys because I'm not reaching for them, right? I'm not reaching for quarterbacks in this range. I'll, I'll wait on somebody. Even if even if quarterback hordes start forming, I will wait not having to have 15. I'll, I'd almost rather take the, the guy in the 20s or whatever it need to be. Right, if I had to do that, I don't want right. to be reaching on this type of range. However, if they're falling, I think you could end up looking at some values here. I think it's all going to determine it'd be determined by where they're going in startups, and it'll be interesting to see what the data looks like on that. Because I think five is going to be someone that's still going really high, but as you start getting to like eight and fifteen, especially, I could see those falling quite a quite a few rounds from where we're used to seeing them. So, at least for me, right? Allen hurts Mahomes, Stroud, uh, Lamar, and Burrow. Safe. First round, Caleb Williams safe. Um, First round or second, early second, 
for sure. Drake May, for me, falls into that category of safe. But then you go to, like, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, A. Rich, Dak, Fields, Tua, uh, Jordan Love, Purdy, Deshaun Watson, if you still got him up there, Bryce Young, like, all those guys. I think from a startup strategy point, like, those are guys, because there's so many of them and there's so many question marks, like, I'm going to take a quarterback with the first-round pick, yep. you know. Yep. Or – if I'm picking at the back half of the first round like that, like I'll probably just go with the receivers, the safe assets, the Justin Jeffersons of the world, the Jamar Chases, the rookie picks. 102s. Right. Um, you're in like points per carry league, um, you know, with a warp that's pretty decent. Like Bijan is now an option for you as, you know, like RB1. He's kind of safe and insulated at least. Brees Hall Gibbs. could be in that conversation. Jameer Gibbs, yes. Outside of that, though, like those early second-round picks where we're like, man, I can't believe I got this guy at the early part of the second round as my quarterback. You know, if you started picking 108 and then you pick 204 or whatever, you're like, oh, I feel really good about this. I think those are more kind of guys where I go, they may be available, but I just go pass. And let me see what comes back to me in the third. And then I'll make the decision on which one of those guys I'm going to take. Like who's left, who's available. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, this is well. The whole range just kind of feels like a pass. Agreed. Um, all right. So at least well, in the second round, like spending that elite capital anymore feels like a pass. Now, let me just say before I pull this next comment from Trip Crown, you know, after we were talking about it, everything we just mentioned and almost everything we mentioned generically is going to be talking in a twelve-team lens because Trip Crown says the context here is that that's a ten-team league. Makes me want to take the one hundred three and stick with Watson Herbert and go slim at quarterback. Yes. Okay. That's a di- that's a completely different conversation there. Yes, I'll take the pick there because if you have also knowing the only thing will be Watson, um, you know, as your super flex, your super yes. flex quarterback is not the same as it once was. So, I still agree with the process though. I still will take the one hundred three here. By the way, neighbors at one hundred three most likely it could be. He might not necessarily guarantee that though. Mind yourself that. Mm-hmm. Could very well be the 102 in 10-team league. So, but yes, 10-team yeah. and 12-team changes the context on that question monumentally. Um, what was yeah, I going to say? I oh, just, yeah. Uh, back to that that first one, though. Like, I just – second round, like, maybe if you're picking, you know, you start off with an Allen or Hurts and Mahomes, like, that range of quarterback, you're you're feeling good because people shouldn't be touching them in the, you know, the early to mid part of the second round. So – late part of the second round now you start off with like an allen trevor lawrence and allen Dak prescott something like that and you're going okay like i know what direction i want to go i got my quarterbacks locked up and then i'll figure everything else out but uh that early in the draft though i'm i'm probably going to do anything again to not have to make that decision like which one of those quarterbacks i want to plant my flag on right now i agree with that um, Matt Dennis is worried that I'm gonna have a heart attack on camera. I have cracked my second Red Bull. Um, for those wondering, it's it's fair. It's true. All right. How worried are you two with these players for next year? Diggs, Waddle, Tua, Alave. A lot of letdowns, especially towards the end of the year. I have no concerns for Alave. Truthfully, um, I think that you're gonna at least see what we saw this year. It's gonna be a little more up and down. Uh, if you can move for a really high name value, fine. Um, but. I, I'm yeah. not that concerned for Alave and Dynasty. Now, as far as Waddle goes, I've been on record that it's as long as Tyreek's in town, he's not, he's not going to play this alpha role. And we saw this year that it was not the greatest outside of the time when Tyreek Hill got hurt, right? So I'm a lot more worried about Waddle. Diggs, I think, is an interesting one. I think he's probably going to end up being a hold for me in almost every spot because of the 
I don't know. The way he played this year, the situation stink probably. You know, We'll see how they finish. But uh, Diggs, I think you're probably going to end up having to hold. I, am I worried about him? A little bit. But I don't think you can do much about it in the offseason right now. Um, and Tua, I think that Tua, for me, Mike, I'm curious what your thoughts are wearing the Dolphins hat. Maybe I'll let you start with Tua. I'll let you start with Tua. I'll give you my thoughts too. But go ahead. Every time I talk glowingly about to a red-eyed Jedi, is probably going to lose his fucking mind. But I, well, yeah, that's why I was going to let you start. But t- do your thing. I, I'm, I'll give you mine afterwards. I, I think that I want to let you have you know wearing the Dolphins hat, man. Have your two us takes out there. Whatever he's a, it is, he's a he's a solid QB one. Doesn't mean I'm going to reach on him, right? But still a QB one in a great <laughs> offense run by Mike McDaniel. <laughs> he got his team to his playoffs. He stayed healthy. There was no concussion issues. Uh, and he played very well at times, like to an elite level. Now, I'm not saying he's ever going to be a top five quarterback or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we want to give Dak his credit, give Tua his credit, right? He's been the the dunking post, right? The People just want to dunk on this guy all the time because it looks funny because he's left-handed and he doesn't have the strongest arm. But he's pretty goddamn accurate. He makes good decisions for the most part. And uh, he's a solid one, right? I don't know. If you just changed the evaluation of Tua to more like Kirk Cousins, like I think people would be more open or receptive to it, right? Back as far as value? Top end, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, but the problem is with Tua, he's younger and he's not valued where Cousins was last year, right? Like that's <laughs> that's the reality, I think, of it. Right. So um, I, I think – I'm, I'm, pull, I'm pulling this up just to make sure that I'm not – cap in here yeah okay so i i just think all right the way that we as as humans are are just wired to think is is going to be a lot of recency bias now i'm not going to tell you that Tua didn't play very well down the stretch of the season like he, he obviously played much better throughout the whole course of the year than he did in the smaller sample size recently but that's going to be what we remember we're going to be remembering mm-hmm. the fact that he ended up you know at with the game online they, they ended up losing the division all this type of stuff. But if you look at his body of work this year, go take a look for yourselves and see one, just go look at this. Like if you go to sleeper, I think it's a very clear indicator of what I'm trying to illustrate here. One there, the defenses they played throughout the whole year, there is a ton of red on this mic. So if you were to pull up sleeper and you can see week two, new England, red four Buffalo, red six, Carolina, red new England, KC eight, nine red, the jets. But then week 14, Tennessee was orange and in 15, 16, 17, 18, all red. So he actually played some really good defenses throughout the whole season. But a lot of the green, which was only four weeks, came earlier in the season, really. And I think that if you just – I think with Tua, it's going to be kind of dependent on, one, if Tyreek Hill's healthy, and two, what the games are. So there's going to be certain games where he's playing a defense where they can absolutely – blow the doors off on somebody and go bananas he can have a huge week because of that offense I think you have to be also realistic that he's not someone that's the safest floor guy that maybe we thought before but I think overall if you look at the total body of work he's still a very good quarterback it's just people probably feel that he's overvalued and they're going to point more to the recent games where he didn't play well and they're playing very good defenses Tyreek Hill wasn't 100% there's a lot of things that were factored into that so um, I, I just think to have a little perspective on Tua is important. I'm not sitting here trying to act like he's the greatest thing since <laughs> greatest thing since sliced bread. It's just I think he's a back end quarterback one, 
high end quarterback to right in that right. right in that range. And I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. No. I don't think there is either. And his advanced metrics, like all that stuff looks really good for him. Um, one of the ones I really love to look at, big time throw percentage, you know, he's tied for first in the entire league, right? Like he makes big time throws and fits them into tight windows at times. And he's highly accurate. Now, like to your point, Adam, recency bias kicks in and it's like, oh, oh, right. No, uh, no Tyreek on that final play, right? Standing on the sidelines, throws a pick, ends the game. People go, oh, fuck, he's terrible. It's dog shit. That's fine. I, I would say just I, I'm kind of with Matt. Like, I like Tua a lot more than a lot of other people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to reach, though, because I know the community hates him. But Tua is probably a guy that I end up with on a lot of rosters. He was on a lot of rosters this year that went to championships and won championships for a simple reason. People hate him, and he was cheap. <laughs> right? And if that's the case with, like, a Dak Prescott, I'd be all in on Dak, and I'd have Dak everywhere which is also why I have a lot of Dak Prescott on my teams. So sure, yep. Dynasty and like these players, especially at the quarterback position, is just about finding value. And if the community hates a guy, perfect. Like I will be in on him. If the community loves a guy that's you know a little bit over bloated, a little bit too high, that's the kind of guy I sell. That's the kind of guy I rag on, and that's the kind of guy that Red Eye Jedi comes here every fucking week to defend. Apparently. Now, I mean, none of that that I said about two has anything. It doesn't say anything about Brock Purdy, for the record, by the way. So it, I'm just you. talking about Tua. Um, I'll let Mike I have his Brock you. Purdy deal now. All right, here's a question from – got a bunch of questions, but let me try to get them one at a time here. How do you feel about Green Bay wide receivers for next year, particularly Reed and Wicks? Oh, man, I fucking love Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed did, did some <clears> things this year that were unheard of. For uh, Jaden Reed, especially the way he finished, um, for me, is somebody that is – like I always, re- I always really liked him, um, to be honest, Mike. But I was a little hesitant because of quarterback situation. Not, no, I didn't believe Jordan Love was going to be this great. I don't think many people, even if you were a Jordan Love truther, I don't think you believe he's going to be as great as he was down the stretch. But Mike, for me, seeing still how great this guy has played, and there's only been a handful of times where he's been out there as a full time player. Literally, like there's been one game where he's had seventy percent of the snaps or higher. Everything he did here is like as a guy that's not playing every down. And if he gets to the point where they realize they should put him out there every down, holy Santa Claus shit, man. This guy has been unbelievable this year. Uh, obviously, it's a little inconsistent, but I think that's probably what Re- what Reed's going to be right now. Unless the snapshot gets to more consistent levels next year where he's playing that 80% like every down type player, then I think you could see consistency with the high ceiling. I think right now it's a little more boom or bust with some crazy boom potential. I really like Dontavian Wicks, too, because he was just a nice find. Um, lineup leagues probably still don't want Dontavian Wicks. Like, his value is going to be more than what you're actually going to be able to start him. Um, best ball, he's fucking awesome. Um, but still, like, there's probably people who are going to get over their skis. I already saw it a few weeks ago where people are telling you to go trade seconds for Dontavian Wicks. Like, that's a that's a hard pass. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> pretty hard pass. The, the only thing I'll say about Wicks, though, is that – It'll be interesting to see what his role, if what he can retain with you know all everybody healthy next year. But Mike, he was a guy that was seeing like that seventy percent snap share when he was healthy and was out snapping Jaden Reed and played really well. I, I think the reality is if he if you can get realistically in a lineup league high value out of him, I'm talking like you know 
that second range, like you're saying, or better. If you can do that, the process is to just sell him, even if you really like him. But I, I think, Mike, even in lineup leagues, I bet you'll find a lot of times that you don't necessarily get as much as you think just because he played well down the stretch, right? Sometimes it's harder to move a guy like him. So I'm not I'm not out on him in, in lineup if I can't move for a very good player or a pick. Um, and in best ball, so, I love having wicks, really. So Jaden Reed right now is slotting in as wide receiver 25. we got a great wide receiver class in, so hopefully that will push him down into the 30s. You know, if he kind of hovers in that 25 range, Adam, I'm going to go and try to acquire some, some Jaden Reed for those prices and <clears> just bank on the snap share, the route participation coming up because he was highly efficient with the – with the work he did get. Correct. And I think Green Bay started to realize it down the stretch. Um, mm-hmm. Dontavian Wicks is probably a little bit more sketchy because what if Christian Watson actually puts together a full season healthy? Um, you did see in his limited playtime, he's fucking highly explosive too and exciting for, for Jordan Love. Like their offense would be better if he's out there, him and Jaden Reed together. But what if that were to happen with Christian Watson? Now, I don't want to go by Christian Watson. <laughs> at all he's still propped up a little bit too much but Jaden Reed would be the one that I would want to target so so Jaden Reed though Mike let me just say from um to answer really the question in the dynasty lens I'll give you you're not coming to me probably for anything other than strategy or Mike so my strategy with him personally Mike if he stays in this range without getting the 24 receivers in into here where that's going to be convoluting it right right now the way I look at him he is literally the like quintessential of if you can tear up with a light plus, I'm very interested in that because the guys ahead of him are legit, legit. And I don't actually really feel that great about tearing down if I'm not getting a serious plus. Like, right. when I think about it, you look at Jaden Reed. So, if I can tear up to without having to add serious value in there and I can get myself to Pittman, London, JSN types, that's something I'm doing, right? Like, that's something I'm definitely doing if Jaden Reed's yeah. value is peaking up high. But yep. at the same time, I'm not really interested in trading from Jaden Reed to get Josh Downs as the main piece and add no. a second-round pick. Like That's the reality of, I think, where Jaden Reed is sitting right now. He's in that spot where I would love to tear up from him if it doesn't cost an arm and a leg, but I would be very hesitant about tearing down even in best ball. How about this? Jaden Reed, Brandon Ayuk's rookie years. A lot of similarities. You and yep. I were both really in on Brandon Ayuk now. Yep. He got pushed up to a level where it was like holy Santa Claus shit. Right? <laughs> where Mike you Lou. and I we even got Mike Lou to think of, We got Mike Lou to thank for that, by the way. He really pushed that train. He was in the top 12, man. Top 15 for right. sure. And then we saw it kind of c- collapse, and then it's, it's taken this long to come back. Um, I think there's a lot of parallels between the two. Agreed. Uh, but like I said, if he stays in this 20, 25 range – you know, pretty consistently, yep. I'll be pounding the table to go get Jaden Reed. But if he starts sneaking up at him and he's in that 15 range, no fuck, chance. I'm getting off. Getting no off. chance. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. getting off. He, he, he cannot go much higher right now than 25 for me to not want to just get out of him into something a little safer. Um, right. Now, Wicks is a totally different conversation. All the, by, the, by the way, like Melton was playing down the stretch. So the thing with Wicks is you have to realize that as great as he was, I really enjoyed watching him play. I love having shares of him. There's there's other options that could make his snap share potentially not the same. Although it, I I'm I'm kind of bullish. I just the way the process works, Mike. I'm not gonna get crazy with Wicks. It's just I would never let me, do that. Let me ask you on Wicks because uh, I threw this one out there. It was a short for us, but uh, okay. just a one for one. Would you rather have Wicks or Jonathan Mingo? Wicks. 
I'm not, I'm Mike, it's, it's, it's pretty simple for me. I'm just not doing the, even if let's, cause let's say Jonathan Mingo ends up taking a huge step forward and because I'm, I, I'm happily missing on the guys that I term face planners. That's just the way I'm going to always play moving forward. So obviously you'd rather probably get something safer than Wicks, but I'm, I would rather have like almost regardless of draft capital, what happened for Wicks in his first year or this year, then I would see Mingo even with the capital and there's not, you know, other competition around him. I think at the cost of a Wicks, I will take Mingo. Okay. So you're, let me just ask you because I think we talked about this on 4D or somewhere recently, uh, which was yesterday. So if, if it had to be yesterday, like, are you are you not you don't think he's going to end up being a face planner or that process for you doesn't worry you? Oh, he's going to be a face planner, but he's going to face plan into like third round value and a third round or a Dontavian Wicks type value. Like, I'll roll the dice on him. Gotcha. For for, for me, it's just that. Like it's those, those I don't I don't want to buy I don't want to buy down I don't even really want to buy low on face planners honestly like I really just it's one of those things that the odds of hitting are so low that I'm kind of just comfortable getting out and even though Wicks is not you and I are basically both saying we would take a second round pick I would rather get a second for Mingo just to be clear but if I can't I'll take Wicks as opposed to Mingo if that, that's kind of what I'm saying not saying that you can't have your opposite of feeling that's just where I'm at with it so you got one. 307 you can buy one player mingo or wicks yeah i'll take i'll take wicks yep okay and uh, i will take i'll take mingo um it's it wasn't as bad as we at least at least for me wasn't as bad as i thought (laughs) okay Um, 85 targets on the year for for mingo right and as good as a year we were just talking glowingly about wicks 58 yep what's crazy is think about that though think about the production now off of that it wasn't that much better, right? 39 catches for Wicks, 581 yards. Did more with the yards, right? Right. Um, 43 catches, 418 yards for Mingo. My point is that's with 30 – like he did 100-plus yards lower with almost 30 targets more. Like yeah, it, like and the when catch you get, rate is a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no, I understand that part. But there's also like a guy that's earning – you know, pretty healthy snap percentage and opportunities that just has that bad of a season. You you could definitely contribute it to the offensive line and the quarterback play being bad. So that's not why that's why his stats are down. Guys that are making like on the field as often as he was and having barely getting 400 yards. Like I, I that's just process wise. I could be wrong I could, on Mingo specifically. I could be wrong. It's just one of those guys I'm going to fade. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just thought it was an interesting one between the two. I mean, it, it is. I mean, I'm not telling you at that spot. Like, if you want to shoot your shot, if you're still going to shoot shots on face planners, like, you could make cases for Mingo. I'm not telling you it's like I would never take him in a startup. Obviously, there's a certain point where you take everybody, even a face planner. But I'm just the, I'm getting a lot more learning. For the line that, of leagues, they're both irrelevant. So who gives a shit. Probably, yeah, that's probably true. Um, Wicks, I think I has an outside chance to make lineups, but it's not someone you want to rely on in a lineup league. I 100% agree with that. All right, someone I see. Okay, someone I see with initial startups is we are pushing to the mid-range quarterback way too high. Why would I draft QB 10 in round two? Depends on who your quarterback 10 10 is. Well, Adam, to your point, right? Like you said, uh, people will probably fade quarterback a little bit more or we'll see a little devaluing of quarterback where they become a value to us. Mm -hmm. So far, though, to Trip Count's point, like, the two startups I'm in, I haven't seen that yet. 
right and that's and that's <laughs> where and that's where I, it, that's exactly what i was saying to that point it, it's going to depend on your startup if your startup is seeing them fall i will take them if your startup is seeing them go high i'm i'm good there's plenty of skill players to take there's plenty of safe receivers to take that i don't have to take the, press the button on them right yep <laughs> i'm in ra I would be interested to see how much the hate is on Amon Ross still after the season he's had, man. <laughs> like, how long can we keep doing this to Amon Ross St. Brown? The rest of his career? It's, be, it's just, it's crazy to me. Man, I feel so bad for Matt Gomes in this draft. Poor kid. Patron of ours, too. I don't feel bad for Matt Gomes, really, Matty, ever. No. <laughs> I like Matt Gomes, but I don't, I don't feel bad for him. Um, <laughs> Keon Coleman, next great MSU receiver from Slashy. There you go. By the way, Red Eye Jedi, we're up to 53. I'm just giving you the count, whatever it is. It's, I think it's Brock Purdy for sure. But See if he's still here. No, he'll he'll tap in on the comments in the after for sure. I got you. In my opinion, face planners are immediately roster cloggers in lineup. That's, that is the way I'm approaching it, similar to the Trip Crown says. like For me, it's, where, it's kind of the process, Mike, even if it feels like, man, this is kind of crazy value. I don't want to be um, – I basically am of the mindset that I'm going to miss on – I'm going to go ahead and just get rid of all of them, even if it feels like bad value for something. And you could argue I, – I, I get your point where Wix really isn't something in lineup. So that's, I guess, where the conversation makes a makes a case for uh, Mingo instead. But I'm with Trip Crown. Like, in general, I'm just fading and selling at whatever I can get back for roster clogger receivers. And that, for me, face planners are starting to fit that mold. I don't want to chase it. I get you. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, um, but I get your point though with Wix, where it's like, hey, well, okay, you're selling, but that's kind of the same thing with no draft capital. Um, yeah. Twelve team start ten super flex two points. Oh, tight end premiums two points. Twenty eight man rosters. His Travis Etienne for my two hundred five. What? Yes, bro. Come on. That's it. I'm I'm doing this. I I know there's a point in which we say like, why are we investing in running backs? But come on, man. I don't give a fuck, man. What are you taking at the 205? A I mean, rookie running back with, you know, round three draft capital? Like, di- like I think we're getting to the point now, right, where at 205 you could be looking at the first running back off the board in the class. So you could say, oh, it's one, but what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? And, and, like and I think the problem with it and where I think I'll just take ETN here is that by 205, because they're so infrequently going to be running backs going ahead of that, you're talking about wide receiver 12, 11, 10 in this class. I, I, I think that that is a perfect, like, we just going to, I'm going to fade whatever the noise process is. There's a point where the process goes too far, Mike, in my opinion. And right. this is where I'll, I'll pivot to ETN. That's easily. 12 you team? Don't believe me? Oh, my goodness. Offer that, offer that shit up to me at any one of the fucking leagues I play in. For and sure. you know, and you know, Mike, I haven't been like the biggest Travis Etienne guy all along, but this is just stupidity, I think. Yeah. Um, now, I, I know there's probably people out there, the running back hater haters, and Mike and I are slowly trying to board that train. But what, what's like we'll the stop here? The the one ten or Travis Etienne? I think right around there, though, Mike. I don't I don't think that I want to send the one ten for Etienne necessarily. There you go. It's. I'm not even going to tell you that that value doesn't make sense. Like I don't want to send that pick to acquire etn because i think at that point you're looking at still plenty of lauded you know receivers in this class so yeah i think it's a big drop off from 110 to what 205 is though frankly you know (laughs) 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 right like shit man um terrible all right terrible 
<sighs> that guy must have been drunk. I mean, I think though, Mike, as like as people start to really get into more processes and content consuming and stuff, it's just people might start getting to doing applying processes wrong. I don't think anybody would tell you that you should be getting rid of a a running back that has the has proven as much as Etienne is and as young as he is for that type of a pick. I don't think it's the smartest thing. But what are we doing with Atlanta players? Selling or buying the hype news? I'll buy. I right think now, I will. Because the market hasn't reacted yet. I'll buy in certain spots depending on the cost. I think Mike, where I'm, I'm, I'm probably most happy for where I have shares. Um, frankly, like, yeah, because I think the value just goes up to the point that I could sell if someone comes with an offer because they believe in London or, or Pitts now, and there's the opportunity change. But I think this is kind of a cop out answer. I, I don't have an answer yet because I, I want to see how the market reacts. I think I'm happy in certain points to be like, man, I didn't, I wasn't able to move Pitts, I wasn't able to move London. And if someone comes correct, I'll sell. Um, but if the market doesn't react soon, I'm with Mike. I'll, I'll happily buy, you know, Drake Lennon. If there's anyone out there I think that's going to sell Bijan for a crazy discount relative to what he was drafted at last year with this, yeah, I mean, we saw we, we saw Bijan, 47% of the rushing opportunities, man. Come on, bro. He drafts this guy in the top 10. Yeah. Like, what kind of fucking – so, uh, anyway. I'll probably end up leaning on the buy side, but I think I want to see what the market does, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but like Pitts, he's like the 50th, 60th player overall on keep trade cut. Still, Drake London's wide receiver 19. Like they haven't really moved since the uh, the news. So, correct at these current prices, uh, like if I could buy for that range, yeah. I'll if that's ahead. reflective of what your league is, I would be agree with Mike. Yes, I'll buy. Yeah. Hey guys, PPR Superflex adding premium dynasty just traded away Thielen, the 24 307 and the 24 407. So nothing for the 204. Great job. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Great job, buddy. I mean Good job, you know, Office the Depot. Only, the only thing you you're doing really in my mind is taking your late shots and making it one shot, but this is a great shot. Two oh four. It's not even like a Much shot better. anymore. You, you could you could move the two oh four. Hell, you could move the two oh four for ETN right now. You might have just traded <laughs> just you were gonna, gonna you could move Thielen three oh seven and four oh seven for, for Travis ETN. I, I can't even hear. You know what? No one's giving us a super chat, Mike, but I can. That's found money if you can do that, right? Yeah, send the 204 for ETN right now. Done. You. This is 4D chess. You just traded Thielen 307 and the 407 for Travis ETN. Way to go, buddy. Um, <laughs> money. <laughs> Trip Crown says, the fuck? Who offers that? Um, That's crazy. Trades open Friday. Uh, going, he doesn't smarten up. Not sure. Oh, hoping he doesn't smarten up. Okay, does 14-team Superflex change your opinion on some of those question marks quarterbacks asking for a friend in the ninth spot? Don't give him any advice. <laughs> He's in this league with me. <laughs> fuck him. Well, um, Mike says fuck you. No, quarterbacks Deep, are terrible. You should probably take Christian McCaffrey. Deep Sea, I'll tell you right now that, uh, you know, I have not necessarily the greatest, but I have some morals, okay? So I, I'm not going to just lead you astray. Um, you do not want to get screwed. So when Mike and I talk about quarterback hoarding, people are going to say, well, in 12-team, is there any change on Superflex super, super quarterback hoarding? For me, the answer is not really much. Um, it just more so depends on what the, the cost is in an auction. I don't want to do it probably in an auction or in a startup where I'm drafting them. In 14-team, because the scarcity gets stretched out that much more, you don't want to be the one that doesn't have quarterbacks. Deep Sea, for example, you took over a guy that saw the quarterback hoard detrimentally affect him in a startup, 
don't make what happened that you got to watch become yourself in that 14 team league. That's the uh, best way I could put that personally. Now, Mike tells you to take Christian McCaffrey, so do as you may. <laughs> Travis Kelsey. <laughs> take Travis Kelsey. Oh, come on, man. Damn. You know, at least take, you know, Trey McBride or Sammy, Sammy Laporta. Sorry I'm late. TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. Take him. He'll be good for you in 24. I saw Mike. Uh, I was saying Mike aggressively moved him in his rankings, which I get it, but you, you made your point clear by where you put him, I'd say. Good. Um, I, I know what you're doing. I know how Mike works. So It's like remember the Titans, man. Th- those Leave guys. No doubt. Yeah. Those, there's people you know in the chat, in the in the community, that don't quite get how McNutted works yet. All right? I'm here to kind of mediate that and tell you that this is him letting you know he's out. Out, out. MCL, LCL late in the year. I understand it, man. Or MCL, ACL, wasn't it? Right? Uh, in shit auction five. Yeah, multi-ligaments are bad. In shit auction five, I had 18 picks in the first four rounds. I would say trip crown to to really help us. You need to. I know we're both in it. We could probably look, but I I would just clarify this more with like the first two rounds, maybe the first three, to give us better context. But I simply have no idea what to do. What do you trade them or just shoot a bunch of darts in best ball? So, trip crown. I think this is going to end up being partly what the league lets you do, man. I I have been a fan of collecting them. Um, if the values don't let me trade out of them, if I'm in a multi-year rebuild, right? But um, when I think I'm ready to, I've established enough assets, like in shit league, the one league that I won, where I can actually talk to you about this. Um, when I'm ready to come out of this, this the rebuild, and I'm seeing that my like overall team value is really high, this if I'm in this spot, this is where I'm starting to try to really aggressively trade out of these picks and get veterans to make my team a semblance of ready to contend. Now, in a like significant rebuild, I still want to probably try to trade picks at their peak for value and just keep re-rolling value into later years. But um, if you have to draft most of these, it's not the worst thing in the world if you're going to continue to rebuild. Just understand that there's a lot of variance that comes with what these players could become. Quint Johnson and Puka Nakua at giantly different draft spots this year. I forgot Trip Crown was in that league with us. Now you remember. What is your thoughts? Give him, give him, give him better advice this time. Hopefully, than you just did to uh, Deep Sea. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> now he's in a he's in a good spot. He couldn't quite out tank uh, Shane Joe, like Shane Joe's a master of tanking. Shane Shane Joe is uh, <laughs> he he definitely listens and implements the, a lot of the the, the shit methods, man. Uh, Trip out tanked you though. Yeah, I, well, uh, this is this, this is one of those teams where I told you I got stuck in the middle, didn't I was not active enough, and I got beat on both ends, re- rebuilding and contending. So he's got the two, uh, six, ten in the first round, two o two, two o nine, two ten in the second round. Like those are the picks that like really really matter. Mm-hmm. Uh he's doing all right. Like he's rostering. Uh, he's got Herbert. Got CJ Stroud. It's not too bad. Uh, Brees Hall, Mark Andrews. Uh, if you had his situation, push. would you try Jameer to push Gibbs. to contending, or do you think you need to rebuild a little more? Picked up Keenan Allen, too. I think he could probably do it, but he's got to strategically move those, like you said, like as value. People want to rebuild or people want to <clears> to get get off of veterans right. at the right time. I think that's the biggest thing you got to figure out, Trip Crown. You got to assess yourself, assess your team. If you want to continue rebuilding for another year, um, 
I'm a little more he okay with he, holding. He's definitely he's definitely got some pieces in place though where like you can go, yeah, you can make a run. Now, and that's the thing. If you want to go the other way, if you're saying, man, I think I'm ready, or I think I can get my team a little closer to ready, this is um, where I let these picks start to build. You know, uh, little Wayne, let the beat build, let the picks build, and um, right. I try to offload, you know, a fair amount of them when the hype hits a little more of a crescendo. But it's going to be your, subject to what the league lets you do. Your best bet is to, honestly, you're going to look at the teams who are picking 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> now, they may not have their picks, and you may own them, or they may be on somebody else's. But those are those are probably the teams who are out of this first round of the draft because they pushed in for this past year, You know whether they won or not. Um, a lot of those, at least for me, my philosophy too is, if you'll let me rebuild after winning a championship, like I'll just go right into a rebuild. You know what I mean? Like if you don't let me rebuild, then fine. I'll just run this shit back for one more year and play with your guys' free money. Right. <laughs> but those are the kind of ones who are probably most open, right? Like the teams who are picking at the earlier part, you know, they may be interested in draft picks, but they may not have the assets that are actually going to help you win. You know what I mean? And if they do, they're like you where they're consolidated into high-value youth pieces that they're not going to want to get off of for cheap. Right, well, the, and, mm-hmm. the cheap production is going to be on the fucking teams who are successful. Right, that's that. But see that that's where it's tough, and you got to figure out what you want to do because what I, if I'm in the position of wanting to rebuild for another year, even I'm looking to trade and multiply some of these picks into multiple years down the road, even if it's 25 or 26. I don't care. I can move and leverage them in when I'm ready to really roll. If you're wanting to contend, you got to figure out. You know, or at least get your team closer to contending this year. Like, be closer in the mix. Um, you get, you want to try to figure out, okay, who has assets that and will be willing to take on some of the picks. So, uh, you got to do a little digging on on a situation like this, man. What's up? I like how he throws it. I wasn't even gonna say nothing, right? But he broke it. I did win the league. I won a lot of leagues. That's why they call me Seven Goat Rings. He won seven, man. He won seven. Well, I was gonna <laughs> actually. You know what's funny? I was gonna bring this up, man, because you did. You had a great year, right? You were at twelve championships. Um, Right. Oh, fucking D-Bro's in the house. D-Bro. What's up, you crazy uh, a-holes? Yeah, uh, so here, D-Bro, this is a perfect time. So, Mike, you had 12, what, 12 championship appearances, a lot of yeah. playoff teams, right? Seven yeah. titles. What's crazy is, though, because with all that success, like, I had a terrible year, right? I was awful this year. I mean, I was 28 teams, one title. But the only person in all those leagues that I could beat was you. So it's like... I feel like your league is your year is really, really widespread as far as like you did have all that success, but you're the only one that could lose to me. That's tough, right? Oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to. I let you win, man. <laughs> you let me win. You did. I let you win. You did because from the beginning of the season, that league I was going to win regardless. That's true. No, I let you win, man. I could have fucked you right before the championship, right? Because your boy K. Mullen was all excited about what he just saw Sam Laporta do and wanted to trade me a massive haul for him. And I was like, nah. Why didn't nah, you? I can't do Adam like that. It's Adam's only championship. Like, we got to <laughs> let Sammy win. Laporta wasn't going to save you. Or any of those I things. My, I need my podcast partner. I couldn't let it you was, go with zero oh, championships. Yes, you, you should have. Walk you should, of shame. Walk of shame. It wasn't even close. It was like, that thing was over at, at 4 o'clock. Um, but... Good oh, year, nonetheless, man. right? How'd uh, you do in all those other leagues when we played in the playoffs? <laughs> this dude with the shades. I, I don't think I lost you. I got beat that's before I played you. Right. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. I had that bad of a year, and you still got gate by me. That's crazy. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. 
This fucking man is talking shit oh, with this one title. That's exactly what. If you thought, if you thought you were gonna get up there unscathed, you you didn't you didn't hear me right, buddy. I, you must have thought you must got that's me good. confused with somebody else. Good lord, this dude oh, with the shades. Um, oh, take good it. lord, here we go. By the way, D bro, um, appreciate D bro being here, tapping in with us. We got a super chat though, Mike. Let's get. Come on, man. Let's get it right, Tyler. Fellas, in a startup, twenty-four one hundred two, got eight twenty-five first. My goodness, man. And eleven picks in the seven, uh, in seven to ten. Wait, what? Do you understand that? No. Twenty-four I understand the twenty-four one hundred two, and then you have eight twenty-five first, but the eleven picks in the seven to ten. So it's in a startup. I, I need some. Uh, oh, some I see. Okay, 11, 11 picks in round seven to ten. Got it. All right, fair enough. Okay. I'm, 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 I understand now. How are you building out this roster or young value in seven to ten rounds? So, like his first through second, sixth is all gone. But that okay. By the way, be... let me just give you the format too. It's a super flex yeah. uh, startup with uh, obviously start start eleven. So it's a lineup league in two point tight end premium, right? I'm going to build out the roster, older, young value in the seven. With all this, like, capital that I got already, right, you're going to get a nice, useful piece, Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison. You got all these picks in 2025. You got all these picks, 11, in the uh, 7 to 10 range. Adam, this is a perfect time where I do the best of both worlds, and we just see what the fuck happens when the season kicks off, right? This is where I'm hammering the fuck out of vets. Okay, with the idea when you when you say that you, with the idea of probably selling, but you, you don't necessarily have to, right? You don't have to, and if you can sell them, you can move them for more. You know, right. As we get closer to season okay. two, you could just have this monster rebuild for twenty twenty five, or there's this case where nobody wants to pay you, and you walk in with like just think about this year, like Alvin Cabrera would have been the type of guy that you would have gotten that ninth round, 10th round. Yeah. You walk in with a fucking team. You're like, man, he's got Raheem. Like this team's old and gross and disgusting. But then you go and you look at it and he goes, he's got all this fucking liquidity with these eight twenty five firsts. <laughs> right? Like you could be successful and have a massive bag to go buy pieces throughout the season on the way to a championship run. So like, that's yeah. not a bad scenario either. Well, right? see, I think what's, What's interesting about it, when you think about like just the, the way that it works, this is almost a perfect situation, um, especially with the quarterback values probably falling for some crusties. Eleven yep. guys in the round seven to eleven. You're talking about plenty of we'll values in there, up. like Deontay Johnson types, Mike Evan types, Calvin Ridley types. Um, you, you could probably end up with a team that has an outside shot of competing, right? Not the best team, but just depth that has an outside shot. But then. I think what the beauty is, I have a chance to maybe see what happens. Like, am I even in the mix or not? Eight twenty-five first. That's next year's class now in the twenty-four season, right? So you have all the leverage for the teams that are falling short to move in if you decide you want to push in and make this team a contender. Versus maybe maybe because you have all these middies, if it's a lineup league, like you don't have enough juice, you can totally try to offload some of those that you don't want to have as part of your a part of your future plans. The only thing is that 25 class will be interesting to see. I'm still very much in part of this, but 
how much those picks retain value and um, what you can trade them for. But that leverage is crazy. It's kind of getting better, too, with, like, some of the announcements of guys who Correct. are going back to school who needed yep. a little bit more time, but they could be very interesting in the 25 draft class, right? Like, Quinn Ewers was a guy for a long time we were kind of projecting maybe he's in, like, QB3 range of this class. For him to go back for one more year, like, you could definitely put some shit on wax where you could walk away as, <clears throat> you know, the QB1 of the class. I probably to answer the fi- like the final question how you're building it young. I probably go with a little bit of a mix. I probably try to get best values in general in this seven to ten range. Right. But I probably take a f- make sure a few of them have some young, a few of them are youth pieces just so I don't like have. Um, if I do miss, have all aging guys and all the picks in that scenario. Just right? kind of where people's heads are at right now for the season though, like. It's like all these old crusties just took a massive dump. So that's probably if I was doing it. I'm telling you my strategy. If I've already fleeced the fucking league for what you did, this is right. a super flex. Sure. Uh, <laughs> super flex for a super flex league. I'm going. Yeah. Like if you're production and I can reasonably project that you're going to have similar or in the ballpark range of production, you're not just going to immediately die and fall off a cliff this off season. Right. Sign me up, man. Like it's it's like the Keenan Allen type. So I'm like, one more year, baby. Just fucking give me one more year, Mike Evans. Like, give me one more year, Mike. <laughs> this is yep. all I need. <laughs> right? I, I, Travis I, I, Kelsey falls to the seventh round because people think well, he's retired. Of it's like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'm looking Sign at, me up. I'm looking at South Harmon ADP data right now, Mike. Fifty two leagues. I mean, seventh round, David and Joku, um, Jaden yep. Reed, Calvin. Like, see, that's the thing, Jaden Reed. Like. I think you can still mix in. I'm telling you mostly to draft oh, yeah. for value, but I'm saying you can probably, because you have so many picks in this range, make sure you mix in a little bit of youth so it's not just completely um, all crusties. Not that you can't have a plenty of them. Just, I think, mix a right. few guys in. But you're you're in a great spot, Tyler. I think that's the way you play it, personally. Well, he's uh, got a giant fucking safety net where it doesn't matter which direction he chooses to go. Like It's going to come in handy. <laughs> the other thing, it's not like a start nine. So in a start 11, it's just, I think, deep enough starters to where... You know, enough of the middies can still get you by. So uh, let's go mm-hmm. with another super chat. Despite there he is. Despite Mike's despite super check. Despite Mike's talking a bunch of cash to him, um, he's throwing cash our way. So uh, cheers to morals. I love that man. Yeah, cheers to you, buddy. Um, this is his first fourteen team. Burrow is a smash at nine. Uh, I yes, he is. I don't think he's going to get there. I don't I think agree. he makes it. I would don't think he makes it there. If not, I'm high on Anthony Richardson. Mike, would you take AR at nine? 14 team. Of what's left on the board? Yeah. It's either Joe Burrow or Anthony Richardson. No question between those two. Yeah, 100%. I would be. Your choice kind of got made for you. I mean, Justin Jefferson is still on the board, but uh, I'm passing. This is a 14 team super flex league, Adam. And I'm pretty sure every fucking starting roster spot on here is a flex position, right? So nothing's locked in. Like, you have to have running backs or wide receivers or tight ends. So it's literally like a super, super flex. Yeah. But you you are going to want two quarterbacks. (laughs) So kind of makes up your, your choice for you, don't it? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's if if that's if those are the two options, I mean, it's pretty simple for me. I'm taking whichever Burrow makes it, Anthony whichever makes Joe it. Moses. Period. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, okay, so let's get to what do you think? One more, and then we got to get out of here. We probably got to get out of yeah. here. We don't have to, but um, you know, we'll keep coming back for more. Uh, we get we we gave you a good ninety minutes, man. Uh, let's get one more in here. Oh, Henry. I don't really know, to tell you the truth. This is one of those I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm just so big and fuck, I don't know. 
for fab? <laughs> Is that a possibility? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know that you can, to be completely honest with you. Like, I think, I think when you say how to sell picket, I think there's certain players, this is going to be a rare scenario, but there's certain players that I just don't think make sense to try to fit a, you know, a square peg in a round hole. Like nobody values Kenny Pickett right now. There, there's no chance even a Steelers fan values Kenny Pickett in a dynasty league, really. So like, I don't know, Mike, I don't know what, I don't have an answer for this, to be honest with you. If you were going to try to do it, I guess you'd add it into a package if someone actually did value him and try to get something in a consolidation piece, but there's just no way that, to your point, like if you're really going to sell them for, I mean, whatever you can get, I, I don't, I don't know who's Could paying you anything a for him. Third to him and get, you know, somebody who equally is shit on in the community, right? Or pretty close. But like, what is have, that? Do you think the outlook's better? That, that, that I guess is the question. Okay. Let's go through it. Keep trade cut real quick. Yep. All Russ. Right. A third or picket for Russ, I'd take the Russ side. Even as gross Derek as Carr. that sounds. Oh man, I probably would. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't want to consolidate for Derek Carr. If I'm being completely honest, maybe Daniel that's a, maybe that's bad. I, maybe I would do it for Daniel Jones with just the bounce back of you know it's probably not possible for him to play worse than this year. I think I'd probably do it for Jones still. Stafford. Oh man, the age thing is what's interesting about that. But I think I would do it. Yeah, I would do that. Kirk Cousins. That one's tough. Probably, probably. I just I feel like Cousins is Mike is uh, as much as we talked about. You know he'll get the job and all that. And I'm not saying he won't. Like I could see I could see him kind of falling off a cliff in value and stuff this year. But I probably would do it still for Cousins. That's probably like my bottom end. You know, like you get much lower than Cousins, and I'm probably just good. I get you. Are, are you the Rogers same? Aaron could be on that list. I just oh, think uh, Aaron Rodgers. Like one of those guys. Like if I really want to get off picket, I attach a third. I go see what the price is on those guys. That gets it done or not. I feel better about their situation in 24 than I do yeah. probably Kenny Pickett's. I would agree. I, actually, yeah, when you say that, I think uh, I think they all make sense. If you could attach a third, like not get into a full second and get to those, I'd probably just do it um, overall. There is nobody one for one below Kenny Pickett that I would pivot to. <laughs> Heck no, man. Heck no. Dude. There's nobody you could attach a third one for one or, you know, w- attach a third two that I would trade you Kenny Pickett for. Oh, I, I just ride Kenny Pickett in the fucking ground. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah, I would say um, that's, I would agree with you there. All right. Uh, I lied. We got one more. One more. One more. Inbox offer, four point passing touchdown, twelve team, ten point or uh twelve team, start ten, PPR, half tight and premium. I have Deshaun A. Richfields, won the title, have a nuclear wide receiver room trade. JF one for uh one oh seven and one oh eight. Who fucks JF one? I was I I was thinking maybe I've been <laughs> drinking and I don't know, and maybe Mike clearly does, and I'm I didn't want to be the guy that looked like he didn't know. I definitely don't know who that is. Well, like, my first instinct was JF Justin Fields, and he wears the number one. But then well, it said wide receiver room. I mean, I know F1. I know, like, F1 McLaurin. But I'm like, there's no way he's getting 107 to 108 for no damn F1. Um, 
I don't or know. Maybe that was supposed to be a comma of have nuclear wide receivers, so his wide receivers are really good. Comma. A trade. Such a great way to end the, end this hockey. A game. trade Justin Fields for the one hundred seven and one hundred eight. Uh, it's Fields, by the way. I'm okay, Fields. So okay, so he's trading Fields. Got you. It's just like what the fuck. I mean, Justin. Fe- <laughs> it makes sense, but I, I was thinking with the. All right, it makes sense. But now. the wide the wide receiver. The, Reading it the, out, uh, I was thinking of a receiver. Yeah. I was trying to peg J- JF one as a receiver, which is probably the same as you were. So we're sorry, missing sorry, a comma. Guys. I think that was the problem. Yeah, or he might have meant this, and just I don't know what that nickname looks uh, like. We're but. fucking idiots. I don't, either way, I'm not. I, <laughs> we are idiots, and um, maybe it wasn't worded right. So trade Justin Fields for the 107 and 108. I do it. I think with the quarterback room you have, I would. So the question really becomes Mike and 12 team now. When you do this, you're a rich and Watson only at the QB spot. Yep. You're getting probably two really good receivers in this range. Um, start ten, QB four of this class. Correct. You have a t- well. Yeah, it's possible. It's true. Possible. And a wide receiver. I mean, that would probably be the. That's a. If that ends up being a top fifteen or twenty quarterback, and that is there, that's. I mean, that's a slam dunk. I think so I just. Better. I think I just go with the process of taking the two, and I'll figure out um, a, a backup quarterback option to mix in later on somehow, some way, right? say it's Penix and Adunze at the seven and eight I mean yeah I, th- I just think like here you can't even if I had to take two receivers like let's say you didn't even get the quarterback play I'll figure out a quarterback three later but if you somehow luck into the fact that there's a quarterback four on the board that's a first round quarterback I mean there's no yeah. way in the world you don't take that right that's a tear down yeah. and getting a really good receiver yeah I'm with I you. love I love fields but I think I just do the process play and I'll roll out Deshaun and Arich. um yeah okay I'm with you. I'll take the two. I'll take the two here. I think I, I really like Fields, but Mike, it's with, given the quarterback uh, situation we're coming off of this year and Fields' uncertainty, getting out for two first, even though they're mid to back end first, that feels pretty good in this damn class. I think I'll take the two pieces. Man, you know, <laughs> and just like every year, he'll probably start off slow in 24 with whatever team he's playing for, and people will hate him all over again. Just so he can become a league winner, like last year. <laughs> just so he can do it all over again. <laughs> I love it's a it. Cycle. Man. It, it it's is. A we, when it when it happens twice, it's it starts to become a tradition, right? So if if Justin Fields could just play well from week one on, <laughs> if he could just do that one time, I would be able to put you the side of relief because I get tired of having to come on and defend him all the time, right? I'm sure. I was gonna say it, this felt too. this felt pretty easy, especially the four point passing touchdown. Fields is rushing upside. I was waiting for Mike to try to defend it once he saw Fields, but if Mike's telling you sell it and I'm telling you sell it. And we're a couple of dumbasses. We couldn't even tell you who this was at first. Um, I'm, I'm selling it. So that's a good way to end uh, AMA. We appreciate you guys. I gave you almost 100 minutes, man. Almost 100 minutes to start off 2024. We love you guys. We will be back here, same time, same place next week to see you for AMA. You know, probably with a low audience because of all of my Brock Purdy trash talk. You know, Red Eye Jedi, I appreciate you. You'll be here. I know you will be. You can't stay away. We're out of this thing. Peace. Peace.